We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. It's here. A new season. The schedule has been released. Now we know what the Lakers 2023-2024 schedule looks like. We're going to go through it all together, take a look at all the different games, all the matchups, try to figure out where the difficult spots of the season are, maybe some easier spots, look at some back-to-backs, things of that nature. So joining me live for a special midday show, welcome in in on the YouTube channel, and then, of course, over on uh, X and Facebook as well. Maybe the first time I've done that correctly, said X instead of, you know, the old name, Twitter. But in any event, let's get to it. Let's dive into this thing. Now, you are getting my real reaction here to this live. I have not, I haven't gotten a shot at this, uh, of looking at this ahead of time. I have not seen this. So this is my legitimate initial reaction to the schedule. Here we go. Here it is. Week one. This is uh, courtesy of NBA.com. We already knew Lakers starting things out October 24th against the Denver Nuggets. Then they go play the Phoenix Suns. That'll be the home opener. But then, oh, oh man, we thought, I thought that since they were going to get the Clippers on uh, November 1st, maybe they would squeeze in some easier games. Like you get Denver, you get Phoenix. Those are supposed to be two of the top teams in the West. Instead, we get another top team in the West. It goes Denver, Suns, and then back on the road to go to Sacramento. You know that they're going to be trying to light the beam there. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Monday, October 30th, Orlando Magic. Now, let me tell you, this is another thing that I look for. Do they play on Halloween or am I going to get to go trick-or-treating with my daughter? They do not play on Halloween this year. October 31st is clear of games. That is a sigh of relief. For me, no Halloween game. By the way, let me say this. This schedule, it's going to look rough. No matter what. No matter what happens, this is going to look difficult. Why? We talked about it yesterday. Sean Davis and I did. It's going to be a difficult, difficult Western Conference. It's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy. That's for sure. All right. So you get the Orlando Magic. There we go. That's at home. 
Another home game against the Clippers, November 1st. Then the Magic again. I'll be honest, I don't think I like that. Burning both your games against the Orlando Magic this early in the season, I'd like to save one of them for later on in case you hit a a difficult stretch because, again, they're not expected to be one of the better teams in the East. But on the positive side, maybe this is an opportunity for the Lakers to you know, get their legs under them, get into a rhythm and all that, have a couple of games against what should be an easier opponent in the Orlando Magic. Like you never know in the NBA, but obviously that is the start of a true road trip, right? Because we've got uh, a trip up to Sacramento. You've got a trip out to Denver, but that's not a true road trip here. We've got a real road trip beginning. So you are at Orlando, at Miami, at Miami and not a back-to-back. So that's good. That's good. You don't want to see a back-to-back, especially on the road. So at Orlando, at Miami, then Wednesday, November 8th, we're at Houston. Then Friday, November 10th, this is the first in-season tournament game at Phoenix. All right. So Orlando, Miami, Houston, Phoenix. So far, no back-to-backs that I'm seeing unless I missed one. Let me scroll back up here and see if I missed a back-to-back somewhere. There's one right there. Kings and Magic. Magic will be the second night of a back-to-back. So I did miss that one in the early going there. All right. November 12th. Again, no back-to-back there. You get the Blazers at home. So the Blazers, especially if Damian Lillard, Lillard is gone, you've got a game against Houston. You've got a couple of games against Orlando. You've now got a game against the Blazers, which if Dame is gone, that that shouldn't be too tough. Um, November 14th, again, no back-to-back. That's key. At home, tournament game against the Grizzlies. Here is a back-to-back, though. Second item of back-to-back, but I'll tell you what. I don't mind this kind of back-to-back. The back-to-backs that I hate, it's the -the on-the-road back-to-back where you play a game, you tip off at like 7.30 local time, you play, you're in the you're in the building until midnight, 1 a.m. Then you go get on a bus that takes you to the airport. You get on a plane, you fly all night, you get into a new city at 4 a.m. And then you got to play a game like 16 hours later. You got to play another game. That's a really difficult ask. This, okay, it's two home games. It's a home back-to-back, the Grizzlies and then the Sacramento Kings. Not easy games, certainly. Two of the better teams in the West but at least it's a home back-to-back and not a road back-to-back. Then we get Friday, November 17th, another game against the Blazers. This one in Portland, never an easy place to play up in Portland, but um, yeah. Mob mentality. Trevor, do you still like having the harder games early? Uh, it's I would like kind of a balanced schedule. If, if I had my choice, I'd like to get a balanced schedule if I can. I don't want to see the schedule too light early on because that means you're going to get an abnormally difficult schedule in the the second half. But I also think you don't want a super difficult schedule in the early going either because that's going to create a lighter schedule in the second half. But it it can wear you down a bit in the early going and not give you a chance to build that chemistry, that cohesiveness. A lot of this too is just, it's the way our brains are wired. What you want to have guys see is success and see their efforts be rewarded. What you don't want to have is bad habits set in in the early going because you're playing a bunch of really difficult teams and maybe all of your sets and plays and things aren't working quite as well as you would want because you're playing these really tough teams and then doing everything, all the little things right isn't getting rewarded if other teams are kind of blowing that up or if you're not getting the result that you want to see in a win. Um, That can be a challenge too. So you want to have 
enough opponents where you can say, okay, that's a game they should win without making the second half of your schedule too, too difficult. All right. Uh, then we've got the uh, Houston Rockets. All right. So there's a couple of easy games right there uh, or easier games. They should be Sunday, November 19th. You get the Houston Rockets uh, at home. Moving on here. Tuesday, November 21st. This is getting close to Thanksgiving. You've got a tournament game against the Jazz. So again, we've got Sunday to Tuesday. No back-to-back there, but here is a back-to-back. Now again, a home back-to-back. I'll take that. A home back-to-back. Tuesday, November 21st against the Jazz. Wednesday, November 22nd against the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie, Luka coming to LA. Then, look at this. A little bit of a gap. Thursday, Friday off. That's a section the Lakers could practice in. Typically, you don't see two days in a row off. This is in part because it's a travel day, though, but potentially gives you a little bit more time to prepare for this opponent. Lakers go on the road here. So here's another road trip coming up against the Cavs. Then you go to Philadelphia. So that's not an easy road trip right there. Cavs, Philly. Then you go play Detroit. Not on the second night of a back-to-back. So you take that. Here is a back-to-back, though, and this will be a difficult one. You get the Oklahoma City Thunder. You guys heard Sean and I last night talked all about how uh, how much respect we have for the Thunder, how high we are on this team. That is a very young team that are gonna that's going to fly up and down the floor. They're going to bring energy and fresh legs. And I know you're playing Detroit the night before, but then you got to travel to Oklahoma City and then play. And you're playing a young team that's going to have some really fresh legs and they're pretty good. That's going to be a tough one. That'll be a tough matchup uh, for on the second night of a back-to-back for the Lakers, Thursday, November 30th. Saturday, November 2nd, we've got the Houston Rockets in LA. Okay. So far, I'm looking at this schedule and thinking, not too bad. Not, not too bad. I see a lot of opportunities for wins in here. I don't see this as, as particularly overwhelming. We'll see what it looks like as it goes along here. Uh, Tuesday, December 19th, you get the Mavericks. Uh Uh-oh, here's another back-to-back on the road. A road back-to-back, the Mavs. But at least the second night of it, when you're more tired, it's the Spurs. So I would rather have it this way than the other way around, right? Because if you are playing Dallas the second night, it lessens your chances of going 2-0 in these two games. Because if you get Dallas, who is, I think, the no question, the better team than San Antonio, you get Dallas the first night, then you've got a shot to go into Dallas, get the win. And then when you've got the, the tired legs, you go up against a, well, let's face it, there's going to be a lot of attention on this game because of Victor Weminyama. But still, this is a game you should win, even on tired legs against San Antonio. Two games in a row against San Antonio. Uh, in San Antonio, this is something we saw the NBA do in the wake of COVID in order to reduce travel was have some teams play two games in a row when they go to a city, just play twice, and then you're done. I don't know how much I like it because, look, if you're the Lakers, and let's say, what if what if LeBron is is turns an ankle uh, against the Mavs, and then up oh, the Spurs just don't see LeBron that season, right? They don't see him in San Antonio. Um, on the flip side, what if Wembenyama gets hurt or something, and then he doesn't? Then the Lakers just don't see Wembenyama on the road this season. So th- there's some pros and cons to it, but. I think ultimately cutting down on travel is the most important thing. So I'll take some little quirks where maybe you don't wind up seeing a specific player in exchange for getting just knocking out San Antonio here. And then you don't have to go back. You don't have to go back again. You just go once. 
All right. Uh, Monday, December 18th, it is the Lakers and the Knicks. And this will be at home in L.A. Then you head out onto the road. Here's another little road trip coming up here. Wednesday, December 20th. Should be a three-game road trip because they are at home on Christmas Day. But so you go out to Chicago. You play the Bulls and our old friend Alex Caruso. You head to second night of a back-to-back against Minnesota. I'm calling it right now. That is a scheduled loss on December 21st. Minnesota matches up very well with the Lakers. They've got the length on the wings. And to have to play them second night of a back-to-back on the road, that's going to be a very, very difficult game. Um, Especially December 21st, you're looking ahead to Christmas and all that sort of stuff, a big matchup with the Celtics looming. That can be a scheduled loss on the road. Second night of a back-to-back, you know Minnesota is going to be fired up to play the Lakers. Hey, I hope that they win it. I hope the Lakers win it, of course, but that's the kind of game that you look at on the schedule and you go, hmm, that's not the team I want to play on the second night of a back-to-back on tired legs. All right, then Saturday, December 23rd, Lakers against the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is again in OKC. That rounds off a three-game road trip right there. Not easy, but at least it's not on a back-to-back. Then let's go home. Christmas Day. Bring it, Boston. Lakers taking on the Celtics. I love it. The classic rivalry is here. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. And I can't wait um, for that one. For that one. Beat Boston on Christmas. Let's all have a very Merry Christmas. Then get a couple of days off. A couple of days off in L.A. This is a chance now for the Lakers to squeeze in some practice time. Remember, once the season gets going, I think fans would be surprised by how little teams actually practice. Why? Because normally there's only a day between games. And so you don't want to go run a full practice and then play the next day. They'll go over stuff. They watch film and they discuss tons of that, right? It's happening. But actual real practice, Allen Iverson style, doesn't happen all that often. You see a two-day break, that's an opportunity to get a real practice in. So there's one right there on the schedule. Uh, Saturday, December 30th, Minnesota again in Minnesota. So back out on the road. So look at that. You go on a road trip, a three-game road trip. You come back for two games. At least you're back in time for Christmas. And then right back out on the road the end of December. Kind of a yo-yo effect there. Not a long uh, homestand, not a long road trip either. But that's going to mean a lot of travel during that period of time. Something to keep an eye on. Travel can have a a rough effect on the body. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. Back-to-back, on the road, Minnesota and New Orleans. No, thank you, NBA. That's a lot of long, lanky defenders that can close distance, a lot of young players that you're dealing with, and two teams that you're directly going to be competing with in the Western Conference for playoff positioning. That is a rough way to kick off the New Year. That is New Year's Eve. The Lakers take on the New Orleans Pelicans, who have no love loss for the Los Angeles Lakers, of course. A lot of Pelicans fans still hate the Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves, too. So, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, not big fans of the Lakers either. So, look at all this. That that is a tough, tough stretch right there. All right, but then at least you get a couple of days off. Come back home. Get the Miami Heat. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh, we see what's adding up right here, everybody. Uh Uh-oh. Look at this five-game stretch. Five-game stretch, two on the road. You get Charlotte, December 28th. Then we go five games, two on the road, three at home. Minnesota, New Orleans, 
Miami, Memphis, Clippers. Yikes. That's a tough stretch, especially with the first two being a back-to-back. That five-game stretch, you go three and two there, you're feeling pretty good. You're feeling pretty good if you go three and two during uh, during that stretch if you're the Lakers. Not, no easy games there, no breathers, and then you know, you know the Clippers in L.A., that is their NBA Finals for the Clippers. That is the game that matters, and we're going to see them November 1st as well. That's the game that's going to matter more than any other to those those Clippers. So you've got to be ready. And at the end of that five-game stretch, we'll see what the Lakers have left in the tank January 7th when they take on the Clippers. All right, moving into January 9th, you get the Raptors. I don't know what the Raptors are going to be this season. Our old friend uh, Dennis Schroeder will be there. How good are they going to be? We'll have to wait and see. I think they're going to be middle middle of the pack in the East. I think they're a candidate to blow it up, but by January 9th, I don't think they'll have done that by by then. I don't think they're going to blow things up at that point. Then you go take on the Suns. So the Raptors are your breather, and they're not a bad team. And then you go back and you take on the Suns. Now, at least it's in L.A. And is it the second night of back-to-back? It is not. So at least you have that going. Saturday, the, the 13th of January, you get the Utah Jazz and the Lakers, okay, in Utah. Then back to L.A. to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, not a back-to-back. You get the Mavericks in L.A. Oh, this is a homestand here. Here we go. You get the Thunder. This is from January 15th all the way. Let's keep it going. Oh, look at this. From January 15th to January 25th, all home games. All home games. Look at that. OKC, Dallas, Brooklyn, Portland, and the Clippers and the Bulls, all home games and no back-to-backs. Not saying those are all easy games, but I think those are all winnable games. Coming off of that rough stretch, that rough stretch where you saw those five teams, you had the the Grizzlies, you had the Wolves, you had the Pelicans, all those teams, that five-game stretch, bouncing back into that, I like it. I like it. That is a nice, long, that's a week and a half plus that you get to be at home. Very nice. Very nice middle of January. Then you stay in California. You head up to play the Golden State Warriors. I believe that's the first meeting of the Lakers and the Warriors all the way until January. End of January before the Lakers see the Warriors. Wow. Then you've got uh, Monday the 29th. It's the Lakers against the Houston Rockets. Tuesday the 30th. Up. There's a back-to-back. Back-to-back on the road. Rockets. And then you got to fly over to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. So you've got a back-to-back on the road right there. The Rockets that, you know, they beat the Lakers last year. So you never say never, but that's obviously a winnable game. Then you get the Hawks. um, Second out of the back-to-back should be the better team between the two. Trey Young, of course, uh, you got to deal with DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella. But keep in mind, this is also about a week or so before the trade deadline. And the Hawks have long been rumored to be a team that's looking to make moves. So what do the Hawks look like at this point? It's going to be a big question. Thursday, February 1st, in Boston, taking on the Celtics. This is, uh, of course, going to be nationally televised. I haven't been keeping track of the nationally televised games. Typically, the Lakers fall right around 40 or 40, between 40 and 45 nationally televised games. So um, something to keep in mind. Then you go play the Knicks. At MSG. So this is a road trip here. A real road trip. 
is this and this could be the grammy trip actually yeah so you go one two three four five six six in a row on the road from january into february atlanta boston new york charlotte into february before you finally come back home and who do you see when you finally come back home road weary the denver nuggets you get them on february 8th denver nuggets february 8th you finally come back home let's hope fingers crossed for a nice homestand here after that long grammy road trip six games on the road there for the lakers Friday, February 9th. Again, there it is. There's a home game. It's against the Pelicans. Not going to be easy. Oh, and I don't like that. Why NBA? Uh, again, at least it's at home. But back to back, you get the Nuggets and the Pelicans. I believe that's the second time the Lakers are seeing the Pelicans on the second night of a back to back. Let me scroll back up and double check that. Because that was, I believe that was the team they saw uh, tethered to, what was that, the Memphis game? Oh, it's the Wolves game. There it is. That's it. The Pelicans get a major break in the schedule here by getting the Lakers not once, but twice with LA being on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. We know the Pelicans hold control over the Lakers draft pick this year, 2024 first round pick. If the Pelicans want the Lakers pick this summer, they can take it. Otherwise, they can kick the can down the road one more year and take the Lakers 2025 pick, at, at which point, uh, the Lakers' obligations to the Pelicans from the Anthony Davis trade will be extinguished. This is it. The Lakers own the Pel own, owe, owe the Pels one more first-round pick. It'll either be this summer or next summer that we see 2024 or 2025. The Pelicans have the choice on which pick they would like to take. We'll see what they do. They don't have to decide till closer to the draft. All right, so Pelicans' second item of back-to-back. -back, not ideal there. But then you get a nice little break here. Um... This should be right around the trade deadline as well. Trade deadline, I don't have the official day for it, but maybe it's February 10th based on the way the schedule is. We'll see. Uh, Tuesday, February 13th, because that's actually a pretty nice break. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three in a row off there. Maybe that's the trade deadline right there. February 13th, oh no, another back-to-back. -back. February 13th and February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Here's a back-to-back. -back. At least it's Detroit and Utah. Now, it is a one game at home, and then you head out on the road to play Utah. That kind of a back-to-back. -back. And then, well, this has got to be the all-star break here. February 22nd is the next Lakers game. So that is a nice week plus that you get off here for the Lakers. All-star break right here, middle of February. The Lakers come back from the all-star break on the road at Golden State. And then, no NBA, another back-to-back. San Antonio, again, could be worse. At least it's San Antonio and it's at home. Then Friday, February 25th, the Lakers get the Suns. Uh, the Lakers get the Clippers coming up uh, after that. And this will be oh, on ESPN, Wednesday, February 28th. Okay, at least you've got two days off there, though. You have Monday and Tuesday off. So you go Suns, Clippers. That's not easy. But... At least you've got two days off between. Then Thursday, second night of a back-to-back. -back. At least, again, it's at home. I don't like seeing back-to-backs on the schedule. They're unavoidable. It's what happens. But I'm seeing a lot of these home back-to-backs, which I, I like that. I mean, that's that's certainly better than the alternative, better than a road back-to-back. -back. Road back-to-backs are super difficult. Back-to-back -back in general is difficult. 
but a road back-to-back is much more difficult than a home back-to-back. Look at that leap year. It's a game being played on February 29th. What do you know? And it's the Washington Wizards. Well, welcome back our old friend Kyle Kuzma to LA. March 2nd, the Lakers get the Nuggets again, this time at home in LA. Is this a little homestand here? Yeah, look at this. All right, so Lakers go Clippers in LA, Wizards, Nuggets, Thunder, Kings, Bucks. Oh, we're still going. Wolves. Whoa. That's a long homestand. Lakers don't have to leave LA from, let's see, they play Sunday, February 25th against the Suns, and that's an afternoon game. So I bet they fly back to LA that night. So from they're in LA from February 25th until ooh, until March 13th. Wow. That is a long homestand. That is that's very nice, especially that time of year. That's when you start to really kind of tire out. That's really nice to have built into the schedule to have that long of a homestand. Now, the teams you're going to play during that stretch, Denver, OKC, Sacramento, the Bucks. I mean, these are not easy games. These are tough, tough games. Minnesota, ooh, Sacramento. Look, these are, these are difficult games. Oh, Sacramento's on the road. But still, this is a difficult stretch of the schedule with the exception of maybe the Wizards, but at least it's most of these games are at home. And you're at home for the bulk of it. But again, I mean, that's, ooh. This stretch starting here, Suns, Clippers, Wizards, okay. Nuggets, Thunder, Kings, Bucks, Wolves, Kings, Warriors. We're still going. Hawks, Sixers, ooh. Okay, so at least it's at home, but that is a difficult stretch of the season. In fact, given the timing of that, given the timing of that, that home stretch with a bunch of tough teams, that may be the the most important stretch of the Lakers season. That may be it right there. That may be the most important stretch of the season because how you do, especially with that little time before the end of the season, doesn't give if you drop a bunch of games in the stretch, you don't have a lot of time to make it up on the other end because the season's going to be over pretty soon. So that right there, if you're circling any dates on the calendar, aside from you know the big you know Christmas Day and all that, and you're saying this is the important stretch, I think this is it. I think this is it. I like that so many of these games are at home, but these are difficult opponents. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Personally, I'm the shopper, right? I look around a lot of different places trying to make sure I'm getting the best deal, particularly when it's a bigger purchase, which, well, tickets to a sporting event, they usually are. So I shop around to a lot of different places. So game time takes away my stress when I'm shopping for tickets because they offer a lowest price guarantee, which is absolutely phenomenal. So it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect. No surprises. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds. And because of that game time guarantee, 
you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time credits you 110% of the difference. Think about that. That's how convinced Game Time is that they will offer you the lowest price. They offer that guarantee. That way you can buy with confidence and avoid that stress. The tickets get sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email or anything like that. You get them right to your phone. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LakersNation for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LakersNation for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So again, February 25th, all the way through Golden State, all the way through probably ends March 16th. So that, what is that? Almost three weeks. That's a long stretch of the season that it's going to be extremely important for your Los Angeles Lakers and a lot, a lot of very, very difficult opponents. We're going to find out what the Lakers are made of right there, that stretch. Then you get the Hawks, the 76ers. First time you've seen the Pacers on the season, March 24th. Uh, look at this, though, too. March 18th to March 22nd. So you get a few days off here, and it's at home. Three days in a row off. That's rare. So you get that in the middle of March. That's nice. More home games here. You get the Pacers again. Uh, the Bucks on March 26th. So you go on the road here, a little road trip. You get the Grizzlies March 27th. Back to see the Pacers again, this time in Indiana. They're going to go visit Pawnee and play the Pacers on the 29th. 31st, you get the Brooklyn Nets. Again, I'm not seeing back-to-backs here, unless I missed one. Oh, there is one right there. Bucks, Grizzlies, back-to-back. Ouch. That hurts. Bucks, Grizzlies, back-to-back. Not ideal. And then Raptors, Wizards, back-to-back on the road. At the end of the season, no less. This is it. This is the end of the season right here. And you've got a Bucks, or you've got a, a Raptors, Wizards, back-to-back on the road. No, thank you. There, NBA. And then we get Cavs, Lakers at home. Nice. Okay, so you get a little home stand here. Wow, with the exception of Memphis. All right. You go Cavs on the 6th of April, Wolves on the 7th. What? I was all excited that I felt like the back-to-backs were fairly sparse. Now we're cramming them in, right, when everybody's going to be tired. Hopefully, by this point, the Lakers have locked in playoff positioning. Hopefully that's set because this, this is prime resting time here. If you've done enough work at earlier stages of the season, hopefully that's where we're at. Because if you have to push down on the gas pedal here, this could leave you pretty exhausted going into the postseason. So I think it's going to be critical that the Lakers get to this point right here, uh, the beginning of April, and have some kind of certainty on their playoff positioning. It's going to be tough in the West, but at least feel like they are not going to drop out of the playoffs or anything. Because you look at this, back-to-back, then you go you go back-to-back Raptors-Wizards. Okay, that's fine, but it's on the road. Then you come home, and you go back-to-back Cavs-Wolves, Saturday-Sunday. That's tough. Then you play Golden State. Tuesday, you play Memphis. These games could all matter for playoff positioning, of course. Memphis, finish against the Pelicans on Sunday, April 14th. Wow. Okay. So if playoff positioning is not locked in for the Lakers, look at those final four games. 
all Western Conference playoff foes. Wolves, Warriors, Grizzlies. And that, by the way, those are the three teams that we saw this year, in, uh, with the exception of Denver. Wolves in the play-in, Warriors in round two, Grizzlies in round one, and then the Pelicans, the team that hates the Lakers as much as anybody, you get them on the final game of the season. I sure hope that by the time the Lakers are in April, they've at least solidified playoff position. It's not what I'm predicting. I think the West is going to be brutal. It's going to be incredibly deep. But I hope that by the beginning of April, the Lakers have set their playoff positioning and so they can take some of these games off because this is a tough stretch to finish off the season. So if you do enough work early, and this is why when we're in October, when we're in November, when we're talking about the importance of stacking up wins, this is going to be why. Because of this stretch of the schedule, you need to have a buffer for this point as well as those days in March that we were looking at that I said could be the key to the season. Okay. Well, how are we feeling, everybody? Now I've got some time to, to jump over to the chat here. How are we all feeling about the schedule, Lakers Nation? Give me, give me your thoughts. Let me know how you guys feel about this. I'll say my initial reaction. Again, you guys got my live, I have never seen it before, off-the-cuff reaction to this. I'll, of course, go back through this and get another sense of kind of what's what and how everything stands. I'll go back and I'll look and see, you know, how many uh, back-to-backs they actually have. We'll do the math. We'll add it all up. I believe Mike Trudell, who does get an advanced look at the schedule, um, has that kind of information uh, in his article, his schedule breakdown. Uh, in fact, I'm pulling that up now to get a look and see what he's got here in terms of the number of back-to-backs. Uh, I don't see it just skimming through. Oh, schedule quirks. Roughest part of the schedule. There are 15 back-to-backs. There were 12 last season. Now, again, I saw more than I recalled home back-to-backs. So that helps. But 15 back-to-backs compared to 12 last year, that's not ideal. Um, Trudell also says the Lakers will be at an overall rest disadvantage relative to their opponents. They play seven games when they'll be the fresh team and 12 games where they'll be the tired team. So more games where they are on the second night of a back-to-back and their opponent is not, and only seven games where their opponent is on the second night of the back-to-back and the Lakers are not. That's not good. That's not good. Lakers fly 44,000 miles on their Delta plane, which is 1,000 miles more than last season. 1,000 miles? Okay, that's... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Longest road trip, 10 days, and the lengthy homestand. It's 11 days. They've got a long homestand in there. Okay, so let me get your thoughts. What do we think about the schedule here? Um, Jared said, Premier League is back. Basketball is creeping up. It's about that time of year. Let's get number 18. That's right. That's right. I've got, we've got fantasy drafts going on already. By the way, I'm going to have some info coming out soon on the Lakers Nation Listener League for the podcast. I'm going to have that coming shortly, like within the next day or two. So be on the lookout for that if you want to play fantasy football with us. But uh, yeah, look, exciting time of year. Exciting. Basketball coming back. Meech said, purple gold lenses. I see the best record in the league. First 20 to 25 games. Feeling optimistic. Shout out the optimists. Love Lakers Nation. So I'm assuming Matt the Optimist Peralta, Optimism Prime. Yeah, I, I like it. I hope they are in the lead after the first 20, 25 games, but we'll see. We'll see. Mamba mentality throws out schedule toughness. Where would you rank it? I was feeling pretty good part of the way through. Um, seeing the way it closes and seeing that stretch in March where it's a bunch of home games, but they're difficult games. And the number of back-to-backs that they've got with an old team, an older, well, an older LeBron, the team's not really old, but an older LeBron and older Anthony Davis. And then you've got um, so many games where you are playing on the second night of the back-to-back and your opponent is not. I'm going to say this might be an eight, an eight in terms of toughness. Now we knew going in though, that just, just, by default, if you're a Western Conference team, every West team right now is looking at their schedule and going, oh, damn, right? That's every West team right now is looking at their schedule saying, this is not easy. Why? Because the West is not easy. It's going to be an absolute gauntlet to try to get through it. So the West is very, very difficult inherently. So you know that right there, it's not going to be a five. It's not going to be a six, no matter what. It's not going to be a five. It's not going to be a six. It's seven is probably your best case scenario in terms of a difficulty scale, which obviously we're all going to have our own different rating systems in our head. But if it's seven out of 10, like that's probably your best case in my mind, given how difficult the West is. So if it's an eight, like it's difficult, but maybe it could be worse. I don't, I don't, I don't like the back to backs that we see this year, but I'll say at least they, mitigated it somewhat by making a lot of home back-to-backs that definitely helps and then hearing the Trudell bit about a lot of other teams being the fresh team against the Lakers I think that's going to matter a lot for this Lakers team especially because some of those games the second night of back-to-back like LeBron's not going to play AD's not going to play right so that stuff's going to matter too so all in all I would say this is this is not an easy schedule for the Lakers but it's not the worst either. It's not the worst. Uh, Mario Hernandez, who do you prefer the Lakers play in the two open games if they don't make the in-season playoffs? The two open games if they don't make the in-season playoffs. Are you talking about the play-in? 
in the play-in games, who, who would we prefer? We'll see how the season plays out. There's so many teams in the West that are stacked up right now that I see are as in a somewhat similar tier that without seeing how they play this season, it's, it's hard to project who, because uh, again, I've got nine, maybe 10 teams in the West that I think are all, I can make an argument for any of them being like the two seed, the three seed, the four seed, something right in there. I mean, even OKC could be really good this year. Um, same thing with Minnesota, right? A lot of teams got better in the West. So um, it's hard to say right now without having seen the teams play. I'll also say this though. I don't think we're going to see a 60 win team in the West. I don't think it's going to happen. We're not going to see a 60 win team in the Western conference. It, there's too many good teams. They're going to cannibalize each other. You're playing too many good teams night in, night out. And that is going to create a situation where um, you, you are, you're just losing games. It's going to happen. You're going to lose games that you, you know, otherwise, if you had, say, five tanking teams in your conference, which the Western Conference does not, that's additional wins that you pick up. You're not going to have that. Because you're, you're going to have, like, the Pelicans, the Mavs, the Wolves, right? Some, a team like that, of that caliber, that is really good, is not even going to make the play-in. They're not even going to be in the top 10 in the West. The Kings, the Warriors, the, I mean, someone like that is not going to make the play-in in the Western Conference. That's why I think that's going to suppress overall win totals. And it means we're going to be watching all season long as the standings. People, I think teams are going to be moving up and down a lot in the standings. I think it's going to create a very exciting season. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think for the NBA's perspective, man, this is this is got to be bringing a giant smile to Adam Silver's face. The parody in the West and the fact that the West it may even come down to the final week of the season. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Uh, the Wild West is going to live up to its name. That's the way I see this all playing out. All right, Lakers Nation. Thank you guys so much for joining me again. Not usual that we have a middle-of-the-day show, but with the schedule being released, here we are. Got a middle-of-the-day show to break down that Lakers schedule. Thank you guys for joining me here and going through the whole thing with me. Um, special edition of the LakersNation.com podcast. You got my live reaction, breaking it all down as I took in the schedule and saw the whole thing. It's not easy, but I'll tell you what. I said this over on Instagram earlier today at Trevor Lane NBA. I think the Lakers are up to the challenge. I think the Lakers are up to the challenge. I look at the depth of this team, and I think the Lakers are built in a way to withstand this kind of difficult Western Conference. We'll see if I'm right. Thank you again for joining, guys. Make sure you hit the like button on this video over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Uh, podcast listeners, make sure that you do subscribe. Give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Great way to help out the show. Thanks again, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Till next time, see ya and stay safe.